Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Reggie's Expressions. But before we get started, I need to tell you about how great this application called Anchor is. That's the application that I'm using to record this right now. This application is great because it allows you to be able to record a podcast and do all the things that you need in terms of editing in one place, all right? I used this application before, and not only did I have to record it, I had to download it from this thing and add it to this and add it. It was just too much. I found out about Anchor, and I realized how easy it was. They have all the creation tools and everything that you're going to need right from your phone. You can edit, you can add music, whatever you need directly from the application. Like I said, it's all in one place. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I can't reiterate that enough, all right? So all you guys got to do is go and download the Anchor app, either from your Google Play Store or your Apple Play Store or wherever you get your, your apps from on your phone. Or you can do it the traditional way by going to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. Thank you so much again. And don't forget, you can find us on Reggie's Expressions, and that's Reggie's underscore expressions on Instagram. Enjoy the episode. You guys know one of the things that I absolutely hate doing is finding a new barber. You know, if you are a black man, you know how difficult it is to find somebody to cut your hair right, right? and not feel like you have to explain to them every single time. I remember when I first moved down here to Orlando, I actually hadn't found a barber here yet, so I decided to continue to go back to Jacksonville every other week to get my haircut. Obviously, that wasn't a viable solution. But search no more, because I have the best barber there is. His name is Jose, and he works at DNC Barbershop here on Hiawassee Road, 2736 Hiawassee Road. This guy's one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet, and he does good work. Like, I can go in and say, hey, I want this, I want that, and it's at a reasonable price. So if you guys are local and you're looking for somebody to cut your hair, search no more. Go down and visit him at DNC Barbershop at 2736 Hiawassee Road. And just tell him that Reggie sent you. Now, I can't guarantee he'll do something for you, but he knows who I am. Check him out. Okay. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Reggie. It's another, it's time for another episode of Reggie's Expressions. And what I want to do here is I want to play my theme music because I don't think a few, I don't think you guys know the amount of like 
work that I did for you guys with creating this. Um, I want to give a shout out to Jib Jack, um, who's an amazing artist. I actually found him um, at um, through the same podcast thing that we do. And, uh, you know, I was like, I need a theme song. He responded. And within, you know, a couple of days, he came up with, uh, with this song. So shout out to him. And also really quickly, I don't think you can see it, but Ah. Shout out to Mess in the Bottle. It says it's protecting my peace for me. So, nice. you know, she is an amazing uh, designer um, slash artist, and she does a very good job with coming up th with these things. And I think they embody what a lot of people are thinking, and you know, especially Black folks, because it's it's it can be exhausting for us sometimes. So that part. Um, she uh, is amazing. The name of her website is Mess in a Bottle. You go to messinabottle.com. You can also find her on Instagram as well. And you'll be able to kind of go through, she has jackets, she has pretty much everything you can think of um, to show, um, you know, some of her 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 uh, her styles that she has. And I got three shirts and it was definitely worth it. As soon as I got it in, I was like, I gotta put one on. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm acting like I don't know how to do this. Hold on one second, let me go into the library because I have it on Anchor. And uh, uh, shout out to everybody who's been a supporter so far. We are doing a lot of things, shifting and moving. And um, I'm learning whatever it takes uh, to learn to, to do this. I've only been doing this for 24 months now. And honestly and truly, I feel like I've reached a strive. I've reached a point where things are starting to work out in my favor. So I'm really excited about that. So let me see if I can play it here. Let me see. see if you can. can you hear it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did his thing when he made this. So I, I, every this time. Nice. Yeah. This is... <laughs> All right, guys, <laughs> we can go ahead and get started. You know, I'm, I'm still I'm still learning this stuff. I don't know how to add it all to the uh, to the thing. But, you know, I've only been using uh, StreamYard for a couple weeks now. I used to use Zoom and, you know, uh, StreamYard to me is a little bit more interactive. Um, you can do a lot more in terms of things like this. You can create a nice little border um, and kind of advertise a little bit more. So. Um, that's why I, I do StreamYard, but no, no disrespect to Zoom, but you know, StreamYard is actually pretty cool. So as you guys can see, I do have a special guest here. Her name is Mrs. Teresa Clay. Um, this young la lady and I actually, you know, um, cross paths. We, we are both a part of the Black uh, Podcast Association, the Black Podcast Network. And, um, you know, we kind of conversed a little bit you know, she was like, hey, you know, I, I could be a guest. And um, I don't know if it was just divine intervention or God or whatever, but I felt, I was like, you know what, let me let me reach out to her. And I did, and here we are. So um, we're gonna talk to her. We're gonna be talking about all things uh, Miss Teresa. And um, I do have some questions for you. This is in no way an outline. So if we don't get to it, it ain't a big deal. I just want to make sure that we just have a good conversation and that you and I um, get to know each other a little bit. And most importantly, 
you know, just just enjoy, uh, you know, getting to know each other uh, at the very least. So Absolutely. a little bit of a little bit about Miss Teresa. She is currently <laughs> competing in the uh, Miss uh, Indy Juneteenth pageant. So yeah. um, I posted that on my Facebook a couple <laughs> days ago. So if you guys could go out and donate in her name. Um, and she also has a podcast named The Coco Tea Show, which focuses mm-hmm. on the matters of the heart and speaking directly to Black women and mental health. Um, she's also the founder of Coco Chanel, a group that gathers successful Black women. It's about 120, maybe a little bit more yeah. uh, than that um, for support and encouragement. Because in this world, you know, you be doing stuff. And sometimes if you're anything like me, you want some type of validation that you're doing what you're doing makes sense. And, that's you know, right. I think that's that's great. And she's all things Black. Y'all know how much I love my people. Um, and I, I honestly and truly believe that Black women are the key to success because you know you guys always show compassion even when it's times that you shouldn't show compassion so that's Mm. one thing that i absolutely love so um i appreciate you joining me tonight you got a chance to meet my husband prior to um so he was like i just want to meet her so he came upstairs (laughs) and did it but he's he's cooking right now so uh, i just want to get started by just asking you a simple question i think the best thing that you can do is you know just act something simple which is how are you you know a lot of times mm-hmm. we be going mm-hmm. through it and we want to mm-hmm. say it but mm-hmm. we're afraid to say it because we don't want to you know mm-hmm. uh, bore anybody but how mm-hmm. are you really how how are you doing wow thank you for asking first let me say this thank you just for having me on your show it is a no privilege it is a privilege and an honor <laughs> you know um when when we spoke the other day i felt like we just had this like natural energy it was just right like, right yeah, that was that was off the show. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it was off the show. I'm just we kidding. Just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we were just connecting, but um, I just wanted to to just um, pour some love and encouragement your way because I think what you're doing is amazing, and just love to to be a part and of what's going on positive in our community, and and love to just be around to support and hopefully be a voice, right? So that's that's my journey and my goal. Um, so how am I? Thank you for asking because I think we don't ask that question enough, yeah. right? It's the easiest question to ask, I think. Well, you know what? I'm I'm okay. I will say I'm okay. I normally say, oh, I'm great. I'm great. But I have two parents that are both uh, going through cancer, so they're dealing with that. And so just kind of navigating that world and mm-hmm. and um, and I have a teenage son and all of that. Okay. Okay, teenage son. Being a teenager, so all of that. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So my condolences go goes out to you and your mom to have both of them in 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 chemotherapy. I couldn't even imagine. Um, I I did share with you offline um, that I lost my mom. You know, at the beginning of the year. So. Yeah. um, I think the most impactful thing that I learned as an adult is really how to see my parents as human beings, you know? That's right, that's right. Um, for so long, you know, in thinking about it now, when I have to think about like, what am I gonna eat today? You know, I just think about my parents thinking about that right. every day, like they every had to day. feed us every and then day. they had to do all these things and then they had to go to work and do right. all these things that I hate doing. But, right. uh, you know, uh, they did it, you know, with no, no questions asked, but, you know, I think that it gave me the ability to give them a little bit more grace because they're human just like we are, you know? So they are, they are. And, you know, I think a lot of times we, 
and I think it's just naturally that we, we go through life and, and we assign a lot of blame and we, we assign a lot of, um, um, you know, responsibility for our hurts mm-hmm. and for our pain. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I, I get the reason why we do that. Um, at the same time, I think we don't realize all that our parents have had to overcome to raise us. Right. right? And true. I remember one day my set and I, and I go over this on my podcast too. I, I cover the story, but my dad, um, I came home and my dad said, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure, dad. He said, um, are you ashamed that I'm your father? Right. Mm. Gosh. Mm. Right. Mm. Gosh. Mm. Yeah. He, you know, he's, he's looking over his life and he's looking over the decisions that he's made. Mm. And I had to tell him, you know, um, Perfection is not required for love. Um, yeah. What? Say that again, please. Right. Perfection is not required for love. Oh and my God. Can't... I gotta. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause we do, we have this way of putting conditions on love, right? That we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not required. It's not required. And so I remember when I said that to him, that his shoulders just like, oh, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I've never, um, I've never heard that before, but it's true. It it isn't a a requirement for love. Um, you know, and, and the, the sooner you do that, the easier it is to, to understand that, you know, we're all human and we're doing the best that we can. And, um, you know, my, my parents were born in the, in the fifties in, uh, Albany, Georgia. So Martin Luther King, all of that. So, you know, the fact that they made it through, um, you know, those odds and we're able to become right. parents and then raise right. us to be, you know, what we are is, is just an anomaly and amazing within itself. So um, I spend my days trying to honor my father and making sure that he knows mm-hmm. that I'm grateful for the, um, you know, just the sacrifice that he made because, mm-hmm. you know, there are a lot of people who don't have the same relationship that I have with my father, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we weren't always the best at it, but we've mm-hmm. grown enough to, um, you know, to basically get to the point that we are now. So um, thank you for, for that, um, because okay. I was not ready for that nugget. You you <laughs> dropping nuggets already. Good already. Yes, girl. It's just Come 10 on. minutes into the show now. <laughs> <laughs> so again, thank you so much for calling on, uh, coming on. I, I, you know, the reason why I was so nervous before is just simply because I got an opportunity to do a little bit uh, of research uh, prior to, and you know, I've, um, you know, I did get a chance to see some things that kind of, you know, made me make, you know, a mental note in my head that I need to make sure that I, I handled this with kindness and care, and. Um, I did see that you actually uh, was on Oprah mm-hmm. uh, a number of years ago. Yeah. Um, I know it's kind of early into that, and that's not the reason that I, you yeah. know, that we're here ultimately. No, but yeah. but how did that happen? Like, did you call up Oprah because you and her cool, and he was like, "Girl, no. let me um, come no, on your show." And Oprah was like, "Yeah, <laughs> come on, girl." No, I, I'm pretty sure she don't take house calls. Like, <laughs> um, you know, it's so interesting. So I. I, um, I'm a backup just a little bit. So I entered okay. foster care when I was 13 years old and, um, mm-hmm. that I entered foster care. I was, when I was young, I was uh, sexually abused as a child. And that's a story that I share and I share it openly from 13, from three to 13 years old. And so at 13 years old, I entered foster care. And then, um, it wasn't until, and, and prior to that, I was very angry, 
um, lashed out a lot. You know, I always say I was kind of a bully. Like, I, I really feel like I was kind of a bully, you guys. I do. I don't think so. I, don't think I so. was. I swear I was. I have some <laughs> apologies to give out in the world. But, um, and so when I, when I came into foster care, I think it was really um, that I had an opportunity to start sharing my voice, right? Okay. And mm -hmm. I started to share my story a little bit and a little bit. And um, I was given an opportunity to do a documentary with the Mark McGuire Foundation for Children called Close to Home. Okay. And that documentary was about surviving childhood sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it, um, it aired at the Director's Guild in Hollywood. And that's where the producers saw the show. I mean, saw mm -hmm. the documentary and it kind of went off from there. Okay. So, um, thank you. That was... It, it, it seemed mm -hmm. like it was it was preordained destiny, you know, for that to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that that is definitely, um, yeah, yeah, for for them to see it and decide that they want you on the show. But I kind of yeah. want to talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, how did you really find the courage to be able to tell your story? You know, with the circumstances that you that you had and being angry, what mm -hmm. changed for you, or what what turned uh, a corner for you to tell your story? You know what? That's a really good question. What I would say is um, I knew, like, even though I was going through the situation I was going through, and for me, it was my stepdad that was my abuser. Even though I went through that, like the whole time I was going through it, I knew, like, I knew in my soul that that was not the life that I was going to live all my life. Like, right. I knew that there was going to be um a second like another chapter to my life okay and so um i just wasn't sure how it was going to unfold mm -hmm. and um so when i had that when i finally told and that's what i did i told a friend of mine my dear mm -hmm. friend daria who was wonderful she went and told a school counselor and that was absolutely the right thing to do and when mm -hmm. i went into foster care i just realized that i just was like it was like someone just like tore the bandage off and i i, I like i felt like i was free I was finally free. Like, for how long had I kept this secret? Mm -hmm. How long had I been muted? And mm -hmm. finally, when I could talk, I'm telling you, I don't think I shut up ever since. <laughs> no. Um, and it's not and something you, people are comfortable always talking about, right? That's true. That's right? true. There's a lot that's of true. stigma. There's a lot of stigma. Mm -hmm. But I mm -hmm. want to talk about that because I, I believe in people carrying their own baggage. And that's mm -hmm. not my baggage to carry. It's his baggage to carry. Sure. Right. Sure. So I get, you know what I'm saying? Give people they stuff. <laughs> right. Right. Give it, give it back to them, you know, mm -hmm. especially you didn't ask for it for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That is, that's perfect. And, you know, looking at it in, in that instance, yeah, I could see how you would come to that uh, realization. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I love that what you just said that that ain't my baggage. I'm not going to carry that around. Let me, uh -uh. let me give that back. Let me, uh -uh. Give people you know, stuff back. Uh -uh. right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I did hear you at one point say that you were the only one that was uh, uh, abused. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I could just imagine, you know, myself in that situation. Yeah. Um, I can sympathize. I mean, um, but how did that make you feel just having this burden to carry and seeing your brothers and sisters be able to to flourish, you know, without, you know, this, I, I guess. This. 
I will say this. Um, I wouldn't say that they flourished. I would say that in my mind, I think I thought it was that way, you know, because I was removed from the home. I felt like right. I was being punished. I really mm -hmm. felt like I was like in jail, right? Yeah, and they I were living so. free. And I was like, how is this possible that this happened to me, but I'm living without my family and they, you know, this man gets to live with my family and, you know, all mm -hmm. of this. I, I always interpreted it that way. But as I've become an adult and I've um, reconnected with my family and had adult conversations with them, I realized it, it wasn't that way at all. There's all kinds of scars and everybody's got them, right? right. Because mm -hmm. the person that's manipulating the situation, he's working it on both ends, right? Mm -hmm. So true. He's, true. he's working it on the other end to be like, oh, she's a liar. This isn't true, you know, da -da -da, mm -hmm. to turn the family against the victim, right? Mm -hmm. Because they have to keep covering their tracks. They have their tracks. To, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't, I just wasn't aware of all that. And I think in my mind, I had made it like, oh, they must have lived like this amazing life. Mm -hmm. And it was, mm -hmm. it was just broken for, mm -hmm. for all of us. It was broken. Right. I mean, it's, 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 what do they say? You know, one bad apple uh, spoils the bunch, one bad situation definitely, you know, um, could affect you. And, and it's interesting that you say, you know, having adult conversations, because when you go back and you revisit that stuff, um, number one is helpful. And number two, you know, when you reconcile with the people who were also involved, it gives you a different perspective in terms of how they saw it and what they went through. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it gives you an opportunity to kind of put the pieces together and understand that, you know, like you said, that all parties involved were, you know, were, were affected in some way, shape or form. It did affect them. They just may have been you know, people who didn't know what to do and how to handle it and that they were paralyzed with fear. So um, that is a very interesting perspective. And I can say that I've had a lot of those conversations with my with my dad and my my family members over the years. And, you know, sometimes it was met with anger and sometimes it was met with, you know, oh, yeah, that, that you know, that makes sense. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's so it's not all those conversations are easy. They're not easy. And mm -hmm. though they're helpful, they also can be hurtful. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. Because to understand my my siblings truth. Right. Sometimes it's hurtful for me because I really wanted them to just ride with me. I wanted them right. to be on my side and just be like, no, that's my sister. Da, da, da. But in their mind, this person didn't do anything to them and he was nice to them. And so how do you make both of those true? Right. Yeah, you that's know? true. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's hard. That's so hard. So. And you know, especially with us living in a world where, you know, we have rules and regulations that are, you know, intended to be black and white. Mm -hmm. um, it's very difficult to understand that two mm -hmm. things can exist at the same time. That's you know? right. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Now, if you don't mind me asking, how many, how many siblings do you have? So there was four of us. Um, mm. I've, I've lost two siblings. So oh, my oldest my Thank you, thank you. My oldest sister and my brother both passed um, before age 40 of health conditions, actually. It was so weird, but um, mm. my oldest sister was diagnosed with lung cancer at 16. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she lived to 39. My brother uh, passed at 27 of an aneurysm, so. Wow. Yeah, and so I actually am the oldest living child at 42, mm. which is, okay. yeah. You said 42, 40, what, 42 minus what? Because 
Mm-mm. Let me tell you something. My knees know the truth. My knees. Know the truth. <laughs> they know. Touché. They know the truth. Touché. I have to say that it's funny you said that because a couple of weeks ago my knee was just like, nah, we not gonna work right. Mm-mm. We ain't going up mm-hmm. them steps. Uh, uh-uh, no. Today. Yeah, exactly. That's uh-huh. what it. It was when going up the steps. It was like right. not today. No. Not today, 41-year-old man. Not today. So. Now we see why our parents always yell for us to come get some. You know? <laughs> That's why. Because they couldn't get up the steps. That's why. They say oh black, the black don't crack. Yeah, but it quits moving. Like, it just <laughs> it freezes in time. <laughs> Touche. All of that. Every, all of that was true. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so, um, before your 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 siblings you know decided to you know to to go home did you get an opportunity to to reconcile any of um any of that with them or get a chance no. to talk to them about it no and you know so my my step was so interesting is my stepfather also died of a, a massive heart attack um one day mm-hmm. um it was sudden and what what i can thank god for is that he had already put forgiveness in my heart right so I had already been on that journey of forgiveness. And I, I realized early on that it was a journey that I didn't need anybody's permission to be on. Right. That's right. the thing about forgiveness mm-hmm. is that I don't need your permission to to forgive. I can right. do it all by myself. <laughs> That's true. Right. That's true. So I had already been on the journey of forgiveness. And I think yeah. um, so when when they when they passed and when that all happened, devastatingly sad. I didn't mm-hmm. have that feeling like things left unsaid. Mm-hmm. That's because, good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Because I, I I remember watching the clip, and you know, you did talk about him passing away. How soon after that, uh, your sit down with Oprah, um, did he pass away? He probably within year, a few years, a few wow. years. Yeah, like wow. he had, like after cutting the grass one day, mm. you know. And I know some people are like, oh, aren't you glad? You know, the, you know, you never wish death on anybody. You know, mm-hmm. you never do. Um, mm-hmm. What I will say is that God is clear that mm-hmm. revenge is not mine. You know, re- revenge is not mine. Right. Right. You, so you're not going to have the validation of, 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 you know, doing the revenge yourself. But, you know, I understand that. That's, I, that's I, um, it, There was a peace in my spirit. Oh, my gosh. I have to say there's a peace in my spirit to know that. There's not another child mm-hmm. out here in this world that will be hurt by that person. That man, yeah. That's that all man. I can say about that. But uh, you don't wish, you know, of course, you you wouldn't wish death on anyone. But No, no, absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I'm also learning, too, is a lot of times, you know, us as Black people, and I think this goes back all the way to slavery, because we didn't have a way to, to mm-hmm. deal with, you know, our trauma. We had yeah. to have, we had to swallow it, you know? Yeah. Um, I noticed yeah. that a lot of times, a lot of us will hold on to that pain and let that pain be the catalyst to us being who we are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, pain is supposed to be temporary. It's not something that mm-hmm. you're supposed to feel all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm, I, I don't have the closest relationship with my siblings after my mom passed. It was very, mm-hmm. very tough. Mm-hmm. for us to kind of get on the same page and i kind of uh decided that i was gonna protect my peace um <laughs> right funny. and uh mm-hmm. you know I, I just had to step away a little bit i've gotten a lot closer to my dad but i do see that a lot of my my siblings you know um we weren't the closest growing up 
Mm-hmm. Um, we heard our differences. Mm-hmm. I was the youngest of my mom and dad's children. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've been doing therapy for about 15, 16 years. Congratulations. Um, thank you. But, uh, you know, like consistency, consistently the last four. And I suffer from anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have PTSD. Um, so, yes, I can imagine so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, it really taught me that you can't hold that stuff inside. You got to let it out because it will start to manifest itself in, in, in different ways in terms of, of health issues. You know what I'm saying? It's all connected. Absolutely agree with you. You know, what you're saying is so, so, so important. Um, it's, it starts to show up before we do in life, right? I mean, seriously, in our attitude Mm -hmm. and the way we're talking and the way we're dealing with people and the way, you know, all this snapping, all this edginess, all this anger, all of this that Mm -hmm. we have, all this, Mm -hmm. uh, lack of boundaries, the way we just let people just come and do whatever they want in our lives, all of that. And, and, um, like you were saying about therapy, I think I, I was just telling someone this earlier. I think we should think of therapy the same way we think of massage. Girl, yeah, part of our self care, you know. Every now and then, you just need to check in with somebody. Period. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's you true. You need to check in with someone, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like mm-hmm. you said, that pain is a symptom. To me, pain is a symptom that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, it can be is it is it an emotional pain that you're having? Well, then there's something wrong on the emotional level, right? Right. Right. right? Yeah. So true. it's all in the way that we look at it. People say, "I don't want to take no pills. I don't want to." Well, let me tell you something. I'll do whatever I have to do to be healthy because I don't right. care. I just right. want to be healthy and show up the best version of myself that I can be in this world. Right. And hopefully that helps the next person. Right. That's you know true. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God That's, is good. Yeah, exactly. And um, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine who, um, you know, uh, who is a therapist also. And you know, a lot of times people will have that connotation when it comes to medicine, uh, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to, you know, uh, medicine that treat your mood or whatever the case yeah. may be. You know, they they take that that approach. Like, I don't want to have to take that for the rest of my life. But it's it's the same thing as treating a a a, a, a kidney stone or you yeah. know a, a headache or you know what I'm saying. It's just psychic pain. It's they not necessarily. Take that, they'll take a vitamin from here from here to for fifty years. They'll take that place on vitamin. Exactly. <laughs> and eat that Vicks vapor rub. Right. Put that down. We ain't supposed right. to eat that. What you doing with my Vicks? <laughs> but but don't want to take the, the medicine. Let me tell you something. Zoloft saved my life. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it. But okay. I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but I'm being serious that right. I didn't realize that I was struggling with anxiety. I didn't know what it was. What I mm-hmm. did know is that I was snapping. I snapped a lot that I was mm-hmm. on edge, that anything, I felt like I could just, you know, mm-hmm. react. Right. And a lot of us, and, and this is why I I do the podcast. This is why I speak out. And thank you so much for this platform, because I didn't like the way that we are showing up. Black women are often shown in TV and in media. Like the mm-hmm. snapping is just who we are. Mm-hmm. It is not. It is part mm-hmm. of our trauma. It is part of the pain that we're showing to the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I got to a point where I didn't even like myself. I did mm-hmm. not like how I was showing up. And I used to be like, Lord, please just help me with this. And when my uh, dear friend of mine, who's a doctor, she did this little assessment 
And she said, mm -hmm. Teresa, you are, you're struggling with anxiety. This is anxiety. What? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have mm -hmm. no idea. But when I tell you it changed my whole situation, <laughs> it did. It little bitty right. little thing, but Mm -hmm. I quit, you know, I wasn't chasing my baby daddy around the car. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, kind of. But no, uh. <laughs> no, it really did. It took the edge. Let me tell you what it did. It quieted the noise for me. Yeah. Right. The fear mm -hmm. so that I can think clearly and make rational decisions. Right. And whatever we need to do in the world to show up for ourselves and our kids and our mm -hmm. loved ones is what we need to do. Absolutely. So it's safe to say that the the, the things that you've got, um, you know done um, in terms of your mental health definitely informs the podcast that you do. So since we're here, do you mind telling us a little bit about you know the the Coco Tea Show and how that formed and and um, you know what gives you the motivation to continue? I love the Coco Tea Show. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I like it too, actually. I really do. Thank it's you. very quiet. It's like, hey, it's Coco Tea Show. It's Coco Tea. It's your girl, tea. Teresa. You, you belong here. So, you, belong. you know, I'm like, girl, I belong here. I, I, do, you're right. I do belong here. You're right. I want people to know they belong here. And do you know why I say that? Because so many times in my life, I felt like I didn't belong. And so I just want people to know that you belong here. If you have made it to this place, if you are hearing my voice, you belong here. This is an intentional moment in your life. Right. You belong here. Um, I'm super excited about the Coco Tea Show and what's funny. And let me tell you how life is because you go, look, you're about to shout. <laughs> you're about to shout. Okay. Okay. So okay. Um, I was originally going to do a show, do the show with a co-host, mm -hmm. right? And I had pitched <laughs> this whole idea and I was going to do it with the co-host. And I was kind of scared of not doing it with the co-host. Like I wanted it to be us. And... Mm -hmm that person kind of bailed at the last mm. minute. And I had set a goal, a go date for me, right? Like we were gonna mm -hmm. go on this date. And mm -hmm. so I had to say, Lord, okay, this was my vision. So mm -hmm. when he's giving you a vision, what you're gonna put it on someone else? That's true. Right, That's true. so what I said was, I'm about to just, I'm going forward mm -hmm. with my vision and we'll mm -hmm. see what happens. And so it ended up being the Coco Tea Show. And I went forward on the day that I said. Nice. Struggle through it, but I, uh -huh. it gets better. You guys keep keep listening. It gets better. So, so how 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 long have you been watching outside my door, um, what? Uh, looking at what's going on in my life? Because I feel like you're telling my story right, right. now. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm telling. Um, yeah, that's you know, um, and this is actually my second go at it. My first go was about uh, well, 2017. And unfortunately, um, the same, well, we started the show mm -hmm. and I always had an affinity to radio. I've always loved it. I've always enjoyed mm -hmm. it. I remember being 18 years old and being like, oh, I want to be on the radio, you know, wow. uh, having that because I didn't, there was nothing else that I felt that I wanted to do other than this. So mm -hmm. I reached out to the young lady who was at the uh, radio station. Her name was Candy Brown, which was not her mm -hmm. real name. Her real name was like Kiki something. And I was like, well, why don't you just use that? She's like, well, it's a stage name. And she wanted to, so it, it made sense. But mm -hmm. she invited me to uh, the the station and made me her intern. Oh, wow. And uh, that is really kind of what started my, my quest in terms of liking all things behind the scenes. Wow. But I say that to say, um, you know, a lot of years I suppressed it. I joined the military, did that, oh, still wow. had the want to, to do radio. So mm -hmm. I actually decided to go to school for it in California. 
and at this point, after I got out of the military, I was, you know, you know, I was, uh, I was grown, you know, 23, mm-hmm. 24, 25 years old. Mm-hmm. So when I went and I did the major, my life changed a bit. Mm-hmm. And I really just focused on the sales aspect because I was doing really good, you know, mm-hmm. making a lot of money at the age of 24, 25. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, you know, I'm going to put my eggs in a basket with this particular company. Well, mm-hmm. I did. A few years later, I got fired. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. I uh, found another job that was similar to it. Uh, a few years later, in 2017, they was like, all right, bye. Um, we're going in a different re- direction. And your position that you're in is no longer available. You can apply and, you know, figure it out. So right. that put me back on. So. You know, I kept taking sales jobs and long story short, you know, the friend that I found that I was working at that that other company that I was working with was interested in it, but they were interested more or less into the social media aspect of it, not really doing the show. That was kind of my bag. And like you said, I, I put it on them for my dream. And when he had to, you know, go his own separate ways, um, I stopped doing the show. So mm-hmm. I paused it from about 17 to mm-hmm. 2020. Mm. Um, and I started doing the show again, um, basically after a, a good friend of mine passed away, um, you know, and her mantra was live life on purpose every day and be kind to people. Yeah. Um, that was the last, you know, thing that was impactful that she said before she passed mm-hmm. away. And, uh, you know, it's been 24 months now that I have been working on the Reggie's Expression show. And, you know, bit by bit, I've gotten into this phase of just adding a little bit more, doing the thing show, you know, doing, spending money on visuals, doing the LLC, because this is what I'm supposed supposed to do. It's like what you said, I belong here, you know? That's right. Um, That's right. And it's about, it's about believing in yourself. And, you know, I struggle with self-doubt as everybody else does. You know, today, typically on the show, days that I have to do the show, I'm like, what if no one listens? What if no one comes on? What if I don't do well? But then, you know, you'll eventually go down a rabbit hole that you can't cure and it will cause you, you know, to not really focus on your dream. So I know that was a long story of how I got involved into it, but I'm in it now. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm all things Reggie Expressions. I work full time and I do this. And, you know, things are, things are starting to roll. People are wanting to, reaching out to, you know, come on the show. People are looking for ideas and things. And, um, you know, unfortunately I, I had to, you know, exit stage left with my co-host and, um, you know, things happen. And it's, not, um, and it's not unfortunate. You know, I think uh, it's all in the way that we look at life, right? Yeah, Cause true, that, true. that actually could be even an even better path even for him. You never know. Right. We, never, we never know, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we we show up, we do our best, and we make the best decisions we can, and mm-hmm. and that's it because it's not coming from a place of malice or maliciousness, right? Right. We're that's just right. we're trying to live our best lives. That's it. That's all. Right. Um, yeah. When we talked the other day, yes. And we talked the other day, and I said to you, I said, I already know, and look, we only had talked a few minutes. <laughs> I yeah. this, didn't I? I already know that you are living in your purpose. I can tell it. It comes through when you Thank speak. You. It is, it, it is there. You are absolutely good. You have everything within you to be completely successful in what you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you. Right? I need to, uh, 
Yeah. So you just have to embrace it. So once you embrace it, once you take that baton and you and you really like, and you realize this is your race, come on. Right? Why, why my guests always be saying stuff that be getting me all teary eyed over here? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it it does my heart good to to hear that because. Uh, my love language is a, a words of affirmation, Aww. right? Um, and it, it actually trans is what now gifts? Yeah. So yeah, my uh, my husband's too. too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm kidding. I give a lot. Yeah, of y'all, 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 y'all see your name right now. Go on social media. You can I already got you. Nah. Boop. Boop. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's. <sighs> Sometimes it, it it's hard for me to to to. It's take it in. I just need to receive what it is you're you're telling me because I'm trying to find ways of explaining it, but sometimes it can't be explained, you know. That's right. And That's um, right. you know, all I know is that they, at the end of the day, I'm not. This is no. There's no pretense for me. There's no. Mm-hmm. I'm not. This is not fake. It feels what it feels like. What I'm supposed to do. So right. you know. Um, my husband sent clapping emojis. <laughs> you need to be cooking. Quit playing now. That food better not burn. Um, yeah, he's he's actually one of my biggest supporters. So that's so um, wonderful, right there. Just that yeah. I, oh. oh, who is that? Who is that? You got to show him. You see Bella. That? This is yeah, Bella, baby. Bella. Look, no, y'all gonna talk about how scruffy Bella is. <laughs> Bella is scruffy. Look at Bella. Oh my This is oh my, my Bella baby. What kind of what kind of dog is she? She's a terrier mix, and let me tell you, she was a lost puppy. That's the and... same thing my dog is, Kari. Yeah, yeah. he's a terrier I feel mix. Like he found me, and she she was a lost puppy, and um, and my little mean self because I was like, no, I don't want to keep her. I don't want to be sitting there all like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had never had an animal before, and uh, she'd jump all over me. I'd be like, why is she all over me? And then one day, mm-hmm. I just started petting her. Mm-hmm. And never stopped, and I fell in love with her. And so, how did she? Who knows? Like, oh. I, <laughs> they don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I my truly, I truly love her. Yeah, my uh, my three dogs. I have three. I have oh. Tuzi, who's the yeah, Tuzi. Rico is my oldest dog. I had him since he was two months old, and he's twelve now. Um, oh. Tuzi was a dog that I got from my husband um, after we got oh. back from California, and. and 17 um you know, he wanted another dog and i was able to find somebody who had a litter of puppies and tuzi was eight months she was the last one of that litter that they uh-huh. uh, didn't get rid of and then kari was within the last year he is he's a year and two months old um Aww. we got him from a friend Mm-hmm. And you know, Carlos didn't want him initially. So, Kari, if you hear this, and when you get older, oh no, uh, you can badger your dad about this, because um, <laughs> he didn't want it. He didn't want him uh, because of, of his hair. You know, he was really my my husband's a neat freak, even though he don't like to try to say it, but he is. And uh, I swear, Kari is the epitome of both of us. Um, really. And his name is actually spelled C-A-R-E-E, which is elements oh. of his name and then Your elements word. of mine. So Kari, yeah. Reggie, Carlos. So, wow. um, but uh, it's it's funny how dogs, they know, they know when we going through what we going through too. So They do. You know. Sometimes I look at Bella like she a whole soul in there. I'd be like, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 
Um, how long have you been doing your podcast? I'm new. I'm so new. Like, okay. I think this is my 10th week. Nice. Um, yeah, 10th week. But and just like you, I feel like um, I feel like God has given me a voice, you know, and I, so it, it, there's a part of it that comes natural. There's a whole nother part of it that don't like the technical mm-hmm. part for me. That, that uh, OK, I got you. I got you. That that is that does take a little bit to learn for sure. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like there's all of that that I didn't even think about before, but mm-hmm. um, just wanting to connect and feeling to naturally wanting to connect with people that feels supernatural for me. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm excited. And it, and it, it definitely you know comes through through your show. Um, I I asked you earlier. I was like, have you thought about extending it? Just simply because. Yeah. I love. It's like ten minutes. It, well, yeah, but I, I love it because you don't have to have a because this is long form. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I, I, this was kind of the concept that I was thinking when I initially came up with it that I just wanted okay. to sit down and talk with people. So, um, but I like what you do because it does pose questions. Like mm-hmm. I think the one question that you had that I thought was impactful to me was, um, what was it? When did you give up on no? when did you give up on your dream or when did you yeah. stop dreaming what, or something like that? What dream are you still sitting on? Yes. What dream yeah. you're still sitting on. And this was it. So, mm. you know, that, that was impactful. And then you had the, what's the lie that you were told when you were younger, yeah. you know, that you found out wasn't true. And I was thinking and thinking and yeah. thinking, and I still kind of got, you know, sidetracked, but I still haven't answered that question yet. Really? Um, I think, the one thing well i guess thinking about it now when i was growing up my mom you know had had always had her mental illness right Mm. and you know they treated her as such and they used to Mm -hmm. say that she was sick sick Mm -hmm. you know sick Mm -hmm. that's what that's what black folks in the south call you know um, being mental health oh she's sick and i heard my um i heard them say that about me when i you know came to grips with my anxiety and all the uh, stuff that i was going through so they said that I remember when I had my first severe panic attack. Um, well, no, it was actually my my second one. Um, and I had a roommate and my roommate was like, who in the hell did I move in with this man? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but my dad knew that there was something else. Um, and what he told people, oh, he's sick. And uh, he came down, he spent a week with me. And I think it was the best thing that I needed um, at the time because he just, you know, he just knew I needed his his presence. And, mm-hmm. you know, my roommate at the end of it was like, um, when is when is your dad going home? And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 he'll be here. It's just no, one he's, week. He's, oh, oh, OK. Um, yeah, I just wanted to know because I was going to have to find somewhere else to live. <laughs> I was like, come on now, man, quit playing. No, I love my dad, but he, he ain't moving here. He's married. He has a whole wife. And a family that he has to take care of. Yeah, he did. And, you know, it it, it really wasn't (laughs) the funny thing. Now I'm thinking about what happened. My dad actually came down on a Greyhound bus because I I lived in Jacksonville at the the time. And, you know, he knew his son needed help, you know, and he showed up. And, you know, it's remembering things like that is why I think me and my dad have the relationship that we have now and why we're so close. Because, you know, I don't think he knew you know, the impact of that, that would have on me even to this day. So shout out to daddy. Cause you know, he and the side, we still, 
we still call our daddies daddies, you know what daddy, I'm saying? Even though it daddy. even though it means something else nowadays, and we ain't gonna oh. talk about that because that's not the kind of show we on, you know what I'm saying? So ten weeks you 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 did the podcast. What I was gonna yeah. say about the the length of time, like I said, it, it's it's just enough time to be able to be like, you know, to really get the gears going. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. I imagine you know the audience that listens to this is the person that gets up in the morning and that is meditating and they want to have that resounding question they may not have the answer during the show but then they think about it out you know throughout the day and they're like oh yeah that's what she means mm-hmm. oh. you know and it and it, yeah. it forms them and it pushes them to 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 ask those questions that you know not everybody you know have the 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 agency to be able to ask so thank yeah. you and thank you so much for that. And I want people, and I want especially us as women, I really do. Mm-hmm. I want us to to look within. We right. really, really need to take a beat. We need to take mm-hmm. a minute and really mm-hmm. look within and ask ourselves why we are making this, the decisions that we make. Where right. is that coming from? Where? Mm-hmm. What is that? Is that you or is that your inner child? Is that this? Is that right. some, some type mm-hmm. of betrayal? What is it that's going on mm-hmm. with you? And so mm-hmm. what I hope happens is that these questions kind of awake something and people say, hey, you know, I heard this question today. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, well, let me ask you. And then there's a conversation that happens. I see it. I see it. Um, well, I'm open to the idea. Well, like I'm talking to you. <laughs> I would love for you to extend the show, but obviously okay. I want you to, you know, that would be something that you will, will come to grips with. Because I, I think that what you have to say is necessary. The questions that you ask, especially mm-hmm. the audience, because I, I just see, you know, young black girls. I mean, I have a sister, mm-hmm. you know, my mother, unfortunately, you know, being a woman of the South and also being mentally ill, didn't really have a voice to be able to, that's right. you know, talk for herself. And I think that's, I mean, to be honest, that's one of the reasons why I do the show. My mom wasn't able to speak for herself. Mm-hmm. And I've always been someone, I've always talked like this, like the way have I'm you? talking now. When I was like eight or nine years old, I am hungry. I am ready to eat. I think I should eat now. You know. Oh wow! <laughs> and you know, you know us. We'd be like, "Oh, why are you talking white?" I'm like, right. I don't know what you mean. This is the way I, I normally talk. What are you saying? You know. That's hilarious. <laughs> but like, uh, my stepmom actually she asked me that. <laughs> yeah, my my stepmom was like, "Why are you talk like that?" I don't know what you mean, stepmother. Um. <laughs> no, but um, you know, we um. I've always had this curiosity, like for me, I've always been curious about why do we do the things that we do? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? What is causing me to have a visceral reaction about what's going on? Because to be honest, it's really not that big of a deal, but this bothers me. Why? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the way that you really kind of, you know, get in touch with uh, feeling comfortable with asking those questions is really through informed therapy. Um, Yeah. Wow. My therapist is a white man who mm-hmm. is, you know, around the same age as me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is before the whole idea of having a black therapist was, mm-hmm. you know, was mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being the hands of the VA, you kind of have to get in where you fit in. So mm-hmm. I really had to put my trust in him, even though he didn't understand. But I also didn't have the same conversations I was having then now. So that's mm-hmm. another thing. It was probably easier transition yeah. for me. But I feel like he gets it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm talking to him and I'm talking about black ish, he's like, really? I never thought about it that way. Like, 
right. wow, you know, I feel like he has conversations about yeah. some of the things that he learns. And that that wasn't yeah. intentional. It just kind of happened over right. over over the time. So um I actually have a therapy appointment this Saturday. I'm very excited about it because I love we were it. talking to, we were talking about my control issues. We didn't really get a chance to talk about that too too much right. uh, last time because you know I was talking about some other stuff. And he was like, let's focus on being happy. You know, then we'll right. get into because this summer for me, I spent a lot of time. Th this this summer was a moment of growth in my marriage mm. and in myself personally. I, I okay. took some time off of work. I took a sabbatical for three months mm. because I knew that my you know the my mom passing was still affecting me. Mm. And long yeah. story short, I learned a lot about myself. You know, I learned what I like, what I don't like, and I became more. Uh, confident and you know speaking my truth mm -hmm. and understanding that sometimes you can't package the truth to look pretty you know sometimes it's going to be bad and some people are going to take it the wrong way and make you the scapegoat but that's fine too yeah. that's fine too it's your truth and <laughs> exactly living your truth and and you owe it to yourself to do that mm -hmm. see that's the thing right because a lot of times in life we've been and we've been taught to put ourselves on the back burner and not be um to to not show up for ourselves and to not feel valid right all right and so learning to now put you know to validate ourselves and that we're worth it and all that that's so hard when mm -hmm. you've been taught the exact opposite for so long right. it's mm -hmm. so hard to do but you're yeah. worth it you're worth living your truth you're worth it right we yeah. we were raised to be self selfless you know mm -hmm. and you know sometimes we use that as as a way to to focus on others and not ourselves it's a distraction you know yeah but at the end of the day when you go home and you go to sleep all you have is you so yeah. you know you yeah. still have the trauma and the pain that you're trying to have so um and that's that's kind of you know the conversation that i'm trying to cultivate too so you know I, I i love the fact that that was your 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 charge um in terms of your your uh podcasting and you know just kind of the work that you do so thank you again um you so for much. that no worries. Um, so 10 weeks you've been into podcasting. How difficult was it for you to start? Um, and, and how I know you said that you had a go date with your friend and it I didn't work date. out. Right. Yeah. How did you overcome that 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 uh, fear, I guess, or whatever it was? I think let me tell you what was the hardest part to tell him that I was going forward without him. Okay. That yeah, was the that, hardest part, I, I, yeah. you know, because yeah. we mm -hmm. have to that 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 moment when you choose you, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. the hard part, especially yeah. when you be, when you've been a pleaser your whole life. Right. right. So mm -hmm. what I realized, you know, through COVID, we all learned so many things through COVID. And mm -hmm. what I what stuck with me is that watching people live and die with their dreams with their mm -hmm. hopes with their Ooh. you know it, it's Damn. just to watch people live and die with those things and not live with intention after watching that is mm -hmm. i just how how could i do that mm -hmm. i said to myself there's no way I, and i'm i'm sure a lot of us you know there's times where you just almost you cried just thinking about how many people were passing on right yeah. so it's sure. like how can how can we make sure that those people didn't die in vain mm -hmm. right 
every yeah. dream that lived on, everyone that showed up, every business that started, everyone mm -hmm. that started a podcast, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Everyone mm -hmm. that moved with intention after mm -hmm. that, to me, they they give, it's like they made, like those people didn't, didn't die for, any, for nothing. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? These people did not die in vain. Right. Look at right. how many amazing businesses and dreams and everything were born from this. That's true. That's true. You know? That's the perfect way to look at it because, you know, um, I, I, in this universe, I think we're all connected in some way, shape yeah. or form, you know, um, black people, you know, most, you know, I mean, I can only speak from a black experience, but, you know, I, I do feel like a lot of our ancestors are still living through us, you know, Absolutely. And um, one thing about us is, you know, we'll, we'll what do they say? Take a, uh, take a lick and keep on ticking. Is that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's just because we're, we're, we're destined to, you know, to greatness, however way uh, that may come. So, um, so most of your topics uh, are actually, what are most of your topics kind of centered around? Is it kind of the question of the day or, yeah, you know, everything okay. is about the question of the day for me, but it, and those, those are centered around um, being introspective of self, of mm -hmm. really saying, Hmm, have you mm -hmm. thought about why? Right. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. like, have you, is there somebody in your life you need to apologize to? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. nobody mm -hmm. wants to say those things, but those mm -hmm. are things we need to say. Right, mm -hmm. those, those things that kind of just free the soul a little bit, mm -hmm. they just free the soul a little bit. And right. also sharing those nuggets. And I have this thing I always tell the Coco Chanel. So that's Coco with an A, you guys, like Coco butter. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I always tell them like, you don't, you know what, live through me, learn the lesson through me because I mm -hmm. have had so many experiences that I, you know, for people to go out and repeat the same bad decisions and do the same over old, over let me just save mm -hmm. you the time. But right, right, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Let me save you the time. I'm telling you, and uh, that like it's to me, it's not, it's not by happenstance that my first foster family were a Caucasian family, the Wajahowskis, right? This like right. Polish American family. Wow. Okay. Polish okay. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and they made me challenge what I have been taught about race and what I have been taught about people and mm -hmm. differences. And when you're living with people and you see there ain't that much difference mm -hmm. and that we, we dreams, we have the same dreams and we all want to come home and we all want to be safe. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, right, yeah. and that my, it was, it was often uh, my social workers and the lawyers that worked on my behalf were Caucasian and, you get what mm -hmm. I mean? I had right. to, then you have to face. I've always been put in a situation where I have to face my own self. What? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know? So Yeah, that's beautiful. So you talked a little bit about uh, Coco Chanel. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more. I mean, obviously it's, you know, you guys gather, is it monthly that you guys gather? We do. So the, mm -hmm. the goal is the Coco Chanel's, of course, and when people hear the name, they, of course, think Coco Chanel, right? Mm -hmm, but the, mm -hmm. the, the only similarity to that when you hear the name is that it's about, you know, people who really, you know, I, I enjoy nice things. I enjoy having, you know, <laughs> nice, you know, I love a nice glass of wine and having mm -hmm. a nice evening and just and chilling out and enjoying good music and maybe a little jazz, right? right I'm not right. turned. 
I'm not turned mm-hmm. tonight. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's a certain way that I move in life. And I knew that there was other women that felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wanted to find women that were like-minded. We, you know, mm-hmm. successful, success-minded, kind, spirited, because mm-hmm. that's very mm-hmm. important to me that we surround ourselves with kind, spirited people, right? Mm-hmm. Women mm-hmm. Um, that we're giving, voluntary, you know, we show up in our families and our community, all of that. Right. And we right. will never, and we don't talk mess about brothers. That is mm-hmm. like a number one rule. We don't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like the division that happens between a lot of, of sisters and brothers. I don't like it. And so I just don't feed into it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want a space that this is another space where, so, no, this ain't that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so I wanted us to just have a space where you could just feel loved and a part of something and, and just have mm-hmm. fun and, and classy events, you know. Mm-hmm. So we and, get to get and- monkey. And how do you, how would someone who is kind of new to the area get involved um, in, in Coco Chanel? Yeah, so you guys can check us out on Facebook at okay. The Coco Chanel's, and that's Coco with a A, like Cocoa Butter. And you can find <laughs> us, uh, of course, on Facebook. You can find us also on Nextdoor. We have a Nextdoor group as well, where most of our, believe it or not, we have like 105 members on Nextdoor. 58 members now on our Facebook page. It's crazy. Nice. It's just. And it's Coco Chanel, C H A N E L. So it's uh, the and then Coco C O C O A mm-hmm. Chanel's, C H A N E L apostrophe S. Okay. All righty. Yeah. Let me make sure I the put that Coco on there. And you'll see a crown, right? Mm hmm. Because the crown, well, we always say crowns up, right? No one can take the crown that you have earned in your life, oh. right? Crowns up, crowns up. And our kings, we also, as queens, we know that the the place next to us is reserved for the king. So, look, mm-hmm. the, I, I say that because, look, I'm not trying to be in charge of everything in my life. Look, I, that's not my point. That's mm-hmm. not it at all. It's, it's understanding that what I bring to the table and then how I also can be a rib as well. I, mm-hmm. I believe in all that. Right, right. Now right. I'm not married, so I have to say that y'all. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not married, but I truly believe in. Um, most importantly, let me tell you what what I realized. I have a son, mm-hmm. okay, and if I'm in the world as a black woman talking about men ain't this and men ain't that, black men ain't this and that, what am I saying about my son? That's true. I'm not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to write his future that way. Right. right. So yeah. I so I just move with intention in a different way, you know? Right. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> that's it. That's that's uh that's been amazing. Um I will tell you, Miss uh, Teresa, you dropped a whole bunch of gems on me oh tonight. Gosh. Oh my gosh. You uh what was it you said? You know, perfection is uh is not required for love. What was it again? Perfection is not required for love. I need to I need to tattoo that on my perfection is not required for love. That's you know? gonna be so, her next shirt. It'll be yeah, like- yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> feel like you should make that shirt. You know oh, what I'm saying? Maybe I yeah, that I, I don't want to. I, I need you to get credit for that because that was. I don't even <laughs> think you realize how you know that is very impactful. And I think that in relationships, you know, sometimes you know our partners let us down. But if we, mm. you know, understand that you know yeah. it's not required. You know, exactly. that we will definitely, um, you know, uh, 
uh, flourish. Um, Carlos says that is beautiful. I told you, Carlos is my Aww, biggest fan. Thank so, you, Carlos. He's uh, the best. He's the best. <laughs> super sweet, super sweet. So, um, we are kind of, you know, at the end here of the, mm-hmm. the podcast. Um, yeah. We, you know, did cover a lot. Um, but before I let you go, I just wanted mm-hmm. to ask, is there, how can people find you? How would they be able to find your social media? How can they find uh, Miss Indy? Uh, um, Indy Juneteenth? I'm sorry, Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. How can they just be a supporter of all things uh, Teresa Clay? Well, thank you so much. I'm just honored and humbled and all of that. But you can find me on Instagram at Wink Smile. You know, Wink Smile. <laughs> um, at Wink Smile on Instagram. Uh, Teresa Clay on Facebook. Of course, the Coco Chanel's Blaze. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a million things that we're doing. So just be a part of it. Um, and you can also go on the Miss June Miss Indie Juneteenth.com page. I just want to encourage you guys to get involved with any Juneteenth activity that's going on in your city because yeah. it's important. It is so important. Please educate yourself on it if you're not familiar with it. Just I love the story of Juneteenth. I feel like it's mm-hmm. it's just one that should be celebrated. So I'm super excited to be a part of it. Y'all, I'm I got some serious competition, so I'm just telling you that now. The sisters are, they're amazing. All of them are. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited yeah. to be part of it. So thank Absolutely. you so much for being. It's been a pleasure. No, no worries. And again, like I said, thank you. I, you know, the same thing that you said about me, I, 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 I see in you, I do see oh, a, you, you know, uh, a career, uh, a path carved out for you because I think mm-hmm. your message is necessary because, I mean, we all know you know, we all know that, uh, you know, our black women definitely suffer, you know, um, just as much as us, you know, black men do. And yeah. I do agree that we should talk about unifying, um, yeah. you know, talk about unifying a lot more than, than we do. Um, and I think a lot of times we kind of get into the salacious details of it and that just takes yeah. you down a rabbit hole. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think we need more of Coco tea. I think, uh, you know, we definitely need more of Teresa Clay in general. And for those of you who are interested, you can actually check out a lot of the things that Miss Teresa talked about on um, the Facebook page, uh, my Facebook page, Reggie's Expressions. So you guys are all familiar with that. And I'm pretty sure we're going to collaborate even more too uh, with this. What were you going to say? Oh, I meant to say the Coco Tea Show is on Spotify. So Spotify or Spotify, you can catch yep. it there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So links are all in her bio on um, uh, Wink Smile, her link tree that she has. Um, mm-hmm. So you guys can go there and it will give you the links to everything. I think link tree is a, a blessing because having to hold on to all those uh, links, know, it's like, oh, Instagram, <laughs> Spotify, I don't I know. What, what are you asking me you know so it is a a a great place uh for you guys to go and and just get some some happy content and you're also a uh traveling um medical sales uh um, sales rep correct i am i'm a licensed optician i've been one for 18 years and i um work for a company based in paris selling luxury eyewear so that's okay luxury eyewear so she be Mm -hmm. getting your eyeballs and your frames nice you know if you got like me i like to have statement frames, you know. Yeah, so that's um right. I do that. You know, I I don't half step when it comes to to frames. I will spend some frames, Reggie. Oh, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna have to talk offline. But <laughs> uh 
that was another episode of Reggie's Expressions, guys. I appreciate every, each and every one of you for, you know, listening and, and uh, allowing Miss Teresa to share her story. I'm absolutely grateful. And I know for a fact that you are going to do great things. And I'm looking forward to seeing whatever else you have uh, in store. Um, I just want to ask, do you mind uh, staying back before we, um, oh, yeah, no, before? Absolutely. Okay. So um, you guys know where to find me, Reggie's Expressions, and that's spelled R-E-G-G-E-E, apostrophe S, Expressions, that is on Facebook. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, and that's R-E-G-G-E-E-S, underscore Expressions, on Instagram. And you can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much any place that you get your pods casted. So thank you guys again. I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, and my mission statement is my mom is the reason why I'm here. Um, she didn't have a voice, so she gave me the opportunity to pass the baton to give a voice to those who may not necessarily have one. So that is my mission's work to make sure that I spotlight people and I just have the conversations that I wanna have because she did not have the opportunity to. And I feel like it's my legacy to continue her story in her name um, and uh, be you know, ultimately what I know she would want me to be, which would be to follow my dream. So. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. And uh, don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. Reggie's Expressions is brought to you by Soko Garn Productions, LLC.